It's almost comical how Carson starts playing the drums the minute I hit record on the podcast. Welcome to Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. My name is Dave Ryan, and uh, we are going to have uh, an interesting and lively discussion today. Seriously, I've talked about this before. It's the weirdest thing. Like, I come up to do the uh, podcast, and Carson, coincidentally, goes downstairs to uh, to work on his drum. So it's kind of funny. Um, I've had a hell of a time with the podcast today. I came into my studio, which is the guest room, with an ironing board as the table. Came in here probably about an hour ago. And uh, the computer wasn't recognizing the microphone that I had plugged in. So I played with it, then I rebooted it, and this computer literally takes about 15 minutes to boot up. It's an old computer. It sucks. And it's not solid state, so it's 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 crap. Um, but it's my old standby computer, and it works fine when it works. So it didn't recognize the microphone, so I played with it, and it didn't work. So I had to reboot it three times, each reboot taking 15 minutes or more, it's just crazy. I mean, technology, it's wonderful, but at the same time, oh my God, when it doesn't work, it fucks you right up. Am I right? All right. Hey, lots to talk about on the podcast. Uh, we're going to start off with, you know, when I walked in the guest room, um, I put this on Facebook, but I'm going to talk about senior pictures just totally randomly. I walked in the guest room and... The reason I thought about senior pictures is because if you look on a bookshelf in my guest room, there's a little bookshelf about, you know, maybe three feet high, and on it are Allison's senior pictures in a big cardboard frame. Well, let me look over there. There's one, two, three, eight. It looks like eight pictures in a cardboard frame uh, leaning against the wall, and in front of it are other pictures, a vase, some crap, and some other stuff covering up her senior pictures. I don't mind that we spent probably $500 or $700 on her senior pictures. It was important to her. But I will tell you that one or two pictures would have been enough. We didn't need all those pictures because here they are in the guest room behind other stuff. Do I love them? Yeah. Do I treasure them? Sure. But do I love Allison most at the age she is right now? Absolutely, I do. And so it's fun to go back and look at her in, you know, when she was 17, 18 years old. But, you know, two pictures would have been just fine. So I put that on the Facebook page, take a shower, show up on time and don't steal anything. And I ask you, I'm going to ask you to go on that page and tell me what else did you spend a lot of money on that is not worth it? Is there anything else that you've spent money on that's not worth it? I don't know. I just thought senior pictures. I have two. And um, it was different back then. The world was a was a different place. You got your picture taken, and uh, one was for the yearbook, and then you could get you go go down to a portrait studio and get your genuine senior pictures taken. I think I had two poses. I think I bought a suit and tie just for my senior pictures. Does anybody even wear a suit and tie in their senior pictures anymore? I don't think they do. I think you dress more like your own personality. Anyway, here we are uh, two weeks away from Christmas Eve, and when you listen to this, we'll be even closer to Christmas Eve, um, and we get some things to talk about here. Let me find my phone, because I made notes in my phone about what we want to talk about on the podcast uh, this week, and hold on, i got to open up my notes here. Okay, um, the first thing that I want to talk about was Jingle Ball from this past week, and even if you don't care 
about Jingle Ball. I'll be honest with you. Our ratings go down during the month of November and early December because we talk so much about Jingle Ball and we sell Jingle Ball tickets and that's like our primary purpose is to sell Jingle Ball tickets. But I think that people get tired of hearing of us hearing us harp about Jingle Ball tickets so they, they don't listen as much because you either you're going and you've already bought tickets, you're not going and you don't care about tickets or you're one of the people who really cares and wants to hear about it all the time. But we've talked about this. We think that it drives people away to hear us talk about Jingle Ball all through the month of November because nobody wants to hear about any concert that much. But it's a big deal, and we have a lot of fun with it. And so here's some observations from Jingle Ball. Uh, for example, um, I have to talk about how certain artists are so big and then they're not and this year at Jingle Ball Halsey seemed to be that artist that was so big and we're not sure whether she'll go on to be somebody amazing or whether she'll become the next five seconds of summer or the next Iggy Azalea um, it is kind of funny because she did run off during the middle of her interview. She was doing like between pictures and the interview. She's like, I gotta go. I'll be right back. And we really think that she had to poop. And sometimes when you gotta go, you gotta go. Um, but I don't know whether Halsey is going to continue to be a big name in music or whether she'll go the way of an Iggy Azalea or five seconds of summer. Let me tell you about Iggy Azalea. When she was at her peak at Jingle Ball, what was that, three years ago, two years ago, maybe four years ago? I don't remember. Um, we could not ask her whatever we wanted. They had to look at the list of questions first. Uh, also, wherever she walked, she, number one, walked with an air of such self-importance that it was just super annoying. Um, and she also walked surrounded by probably a ring of five bodyguards like it was the President of the United States. And I remember watching her walk by, I'll never forget it, just no eye contact with anyone and just really not a likable type of person. And now here she is several years later and she's really struggling. I mean, people find her inauthentic and people find her not likable. And there's a whole bunch of articles you can find online about why Iggy Azalea tanked and why she bombed uh, when she was so big when she was big. And uh, it's interesting. I mean, we, we won't talk about that right now, but it's interesting if you look at some of those articles, why Iggy Azalea failed. Just probably the inauthenticity and how she really loved hip-hop, so she thought she could become a hip-hop star just by doing some really bad rapping and being on some hip-hop songs. Well, she really is a terrible rapper, but there's more to it. Uh, if you get a minute, Google those. It's kind of interesting. Um, five Seconds of Summer. This was a band that came to the radio station, I want to say a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. Really nice guys. Five Sauce, five S-O-S, five seconds of summer, had one hit song. I don't remember what it was. And they were huge for a brief period of time. Uh, probably big enough they could have played maybe not the XL Energy Center, but maybe with another band they might have. Um, 
but when they came to the radio station to do an appearance in our sky room, they had security and the security had like the earbuds in and the, you know, the radios and all that. And the boys in five seconds of summer couldn't walk anywhere without them being trailed and accompanied by a big security guard. And it's just so interesting how fickle the music business is and watches bands like uh, Five Sauce and Iggy Azalea just kind of fall by the wayside. So I thought that was kind of interesting uh, to talk about that. We had a great time at Jingle Ball. There's one thing that, again, there's certain things I won't talk about on the radio that I will talk about on the podcast. So here's something that came up the day after Jingle Ball happened. Now the lineup went something like went something like this: uh, Sabrina Carpenter and then Liam and uh, who else? Uh, Why don't we? And then uh, probably uh, Kesha and then Niall and then Halsey and then Fallout Boy was last. So in essence, basically Kesha was in the middle. Fallout Boy finished up the show. The next day, there was an article in the local newspaper, and I'm not not even going to mention the local newspaper, uh, but they said uh, they were surprised that that um, Fallout Boy and Kesha both got 25 minutes. That's cool, great, but doesn't it suck? And I'm paraphrasing the article. Doesn't it suck that Fallout Boy took the spot? that everybody else wanted. They got to be the last act to appear on stage, and that is where the biggest act should go, and that's what Kesha should have gotten was the last act. But, and again, this is what the article said, paraphrasing, um, it's just another case of older men taking a job that was earned by a woman. Oh, shit, was I pissed off. Let me tell you why that's bullshit. Number one, at shows like this, people don't want to be last. Do you want to guess why? What happens if you're last? Part of the crowd has already left. Fallout Boy either took it because they knew Kesha was bigger or they took it to be gracious. I don't know which, but nobody wants to be the last act. And for this writer to assume that sexism had anything to do with it, that really pisses me off. Find sexism where it exists. Find discrimination where it exists. Don't go looking for it because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, that had nothing to do with sexism. And we were going to talk about it on the radio, but we said, you know what? I'm not going to give that newspaper or that writer any publicity. They don't deserve it. So the only publicity they're getting, as far as I know, is here on Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Okay. In other news, hey, uh, there's some other stuff we want to talk about. Um, uh, this is um, it's just kind of a thought that I had the other day. And it's kind of a lesson. It's not a chapter in my book. But as you start to grow in your career, and then you find yourself maybe a manager, maybe you find yourself you know, in charge of people. And I'll use myself as, as an example. I mean, I've been doing radio for a long time. And I am in charge of several people. And I don't really like to think I'm in charge. I never throw the I'm the boss thing around. I just don't. Um, but this is what I notice, And see if you notice this too. Maybe you're a manager. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're growing in your career. Maybe you've peaked or you're at the pinnacle of your career right now. Maybe you're still climbing that mountain. But this is what I wanted to warn you about. That when you are 
playing at a high level of whatever you're doing, when you do something special, you will not get praised for it. People will say, well, that's part of her job. But if you fuck up, boy, will you catch hell for it. And I don't have a specific example to give you about me. I really don't. But something happened the other day, and I can't remember what it was, but it made me write this down on my phone. That I wrote down, when I fuck up, I catch hell. When I do something special, I don't get praised for it. But that's part of the job at this level. Uh, and I think that's really true. When you are, I mean, think about somebody who's you know, a backup quarterback for the Vikings. Oh my God, he comes in and he maybe throws a couple of interceptions, but if he wins the game with a completion at the last minute, they're like, oh my God, he's amazing. But if the starting quarterback of the Vikings throws three interceptions and uh, doesn't win the game, oh my God, he's going to catch hell for it. So we expect more out of people who are at a higher level. How does it apply to you and why am I talking about it on the podcast? Because someday... Whatever you're in, I'm going to guess you're going to attain mm, probably pretty close to the top, if not the top, of the level of success that you're shooting for. Maybe you want to be the best IT person or the best attorney or the best whatever it is you want to do. And when you get to that part and you're managing people, leading people, and you do something well, nobody notices because that's what they expect from you. But if you screw up, they notice prepare yourself because it's kind of shocking. And I've talked to my wife about it. It's like, yeah, I did this and this and this and nobody seemed to notice. And she'll say, well, dummy, it's because that's what they expect out of you. And I'm like, yeah, but I still want to get noticed and I still want to get praise. So, all right. And there was one more thing. And I hesitate to bring this up. And I think I'll talk more about it next week because I'm still kind of uncomfortable with it. And that is um, doing what you do for free. Ah, what the hell? I'll tell you about it anyway. Um, somebody wrote to me last week and they said, Dave, will you come speak at our company event? Will you do you know, 20, 30-minute motivational speech? And I wrote back and I said, sure, yeah, a couple of questions for you. Uh, can I sell my book at your event? And also, what is your budget for this event? Because my fee for 20 to 30 minutes would be $500. And I think they were shocked. I think they, they wrote back and they said, oh, well, and they were not rude and I'm not bitching about them at all. I don't think that they expected to have to pay me for it. Would you ever ask somebody that you don't know well to come to your house and hang drywall? Would you ever ask somebody who you don't know well to take a look at your car and see why it's making that knocking noise? I mean, would you ask somebody to do work? But I think that there's it's interesting, and I told Fallon this the other day, because somebody at the radio station was trying to get her to do commercials for free. And I said, because we don't produce a tangible, tangible product you can hold in your hand, People don't look at what we do as valuable. I said, but this is all we do. We don't have a you know an Etsy shop on the side. We don't um, uh, you know paint. We don't lay carpet. This is what we do. So don't give it away, even if it's not tangible. I will tell you the same thing. If you cut hair, you probably get every friend or neighbor in the world saying, "Hey Jill, can you give me a free haircut? Hey Jill, can you do my hair for me?" No, don't do it. Don't do it for free because 
And I know you probably do, but this is what you do. Don't give it away. They wouldn't say, hey, listen, will you come over and hang drywall drywall for me? Or will you come over and paint my living room? Well, they wouldn't expect you to do it for free because they can. it's tangible. They can see it. But when it's something like a haircut, they're like, well, it's just time. I mean, why should I pay you for your time? I don't know. It's just kind of an interesting thing. Okay, finally. Am I going to do a podcast next week? I think so. The week before Christmas? Yeah, with a week before Christmas, we will, for sure. Um, and I hope you're listening to the show. I hope you're enjoying Christmas Wish. Um, we are trying our best not to get scammed on Christmas Wish. There's a lot of things on this podcast I tell you that I should not tell you and I would not tell you on the radio. We got to watch for the scammers on Christmas Wish. There is we, we got a Christmas Wish and then followed up a couple of days later by somebody who said, ignore my Christmas Wish. It is somebody whose relative has cancer. They've had several fundraisers, several fundraisers, silent auctions, um, et cetera, et cetera. They've had so many donations. They've raised about $40,000 when insurance covers covers the majority of this. They're milking this cancer for all they can. And I am withdrawing my Christmas wish. So we really have to be careful about the people who send something in. Okay, the book is called Take a Shower, Show up on time and don't steal anything. Uh, it is a perfect Christmas present or stocking stuffer, and you can still get it at bookstores or order it on Amazon and get it in plenty of time for Christmas. And here we go uh, with a chapter that I like around this time of the year. Chapter 81. Have your kids call their grandparents. Now, before I read the chapter, I'll say that some people are very close to their grandparents already. Grandparents live down the street. You look at Steve and his wife, Christy. Their parents come into town and see the grandkids a lot. And I'm sure they probably talk on the phone a lot. But it's not always that way. So let me read this to you. By nature, grandparents are old and will die sooner than most of us. Once they die, the chance of them creating memories with your kids drops considerably. It's up to you to make sure you create good grandparent memories for your kids. If you live close to your mom and dad, that's great. That means your kids can see their grandparents often. If grandma and grandpa are retired and live in Florida, your kids might go a year or more without seeing them. You don't want your kids to think of their grandparents as strangers, so go get some decent pictures of them and put them up in your kid's room. Have your kids call them at least once a month. Your kids will probably hate doing it, but that's too bad. It won't hurt them to spend a few minutes telling your mom or dad about the dance recital, the flute lesson, or how the dog was on top of the neighbor's dog trying to hug it. Hmm. Uh, it doesn't compare with grandparents who can come by every week, but at least your kid will recognize them the next time he sees them. Plus, if you keep your kids fairly close with your mom and dad, you'll also have a better chance the kids of the kids being comfortable staying with them for a weekend so you can go to Vegas. And that is our chapter today out of Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Love to hear your feedback. Uh, you can call me at 612-405-9359. Not a single voicemail last week. A little heartbroken, not a single voicemail. But hey, you're busy and I understand. Uh, give me a topic you want to talk about, feedback, anything like that. You can also send me an email to DaveRyan at KDWB.com. I appreciate you listening. I really do. We got so much more to talk about. Every time I do the podcast, I think, oh, I want to work that in. Oh, God, there's something I want to tell you. And I think that we're kind of stumbling onto a theme here of things that we can't talk about on the radio. So if you know somebody who 
um, listens to our show, tell him, hey, you know what? Dave talks about some stuff on the podcast that he won't talk about on the radio, and it's true. And as I sit here, I think of something that I really wonder whether I should tell you about it at all that's pretty volatile or pretty explosive. I don't know. It's something that's pretty crazy that I could tell you about next week. Let me noodle on that and see whether I should or not. Okay, so tell your friends to listen to the podcast if they listen to the show. I appreciate that. Uh, Also, check out Fallon's podcast, Too Lame for Radio, and Steve's podcast, It Goes Both Ways, both quality podcasts, and you can check those out on the iHeartRadio app. My podcast is not on the iHeartRadio app, and we're working on that. But here it is on uh, iTunes and the podcast app, and I appreciate you listening. Have a great week. Check out the book. God, that book is so good. Great Christmas present, and it's available on Amazon.com or itaskabooks.com. And until next week, remember, take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Have a great week.